All right, 1 Kings chapter 21, beginning in verse 1. Would you stand, please, in honor of God's holy, inspired, inerrant, all-sufficient Word? The Bible says it came to pass after these things that Naboth, the Jezreelite, had a vineyard, which was in Jezreel, hard by the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. Uh, and Ahab spoke unto Naboth, saying, Give me thy vineyard that I may have it for a garden of herbs, because it is near my house, and I'll give thee for it a better vineyard than it. Or, if it seem good to thee, I'll give thee the worth of it in money. And Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid it me, that I should give the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. Father, thank you this morning for speaking to our hearts. Thank you for every blessing. Thank you for these men and women. Thank you most of all, though, for you, Lord Jesus, who died on Calvary for our sin. And Lord, I pray that you would speak in this room today. God, none of us are exempt from your hand this morning. God, would you reach down and touch the lost, touch those who are saved, touch those that need to make a decision about a church home. And Lord, when we leave this place, we pray it will have been a blessing and an honor to you in the name above every name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I've taken a little ribbing because I probably expounded a little bit more in the first service, and people don't think I'm a man, so I can't do it in the second service because my wife is in here. <laughs> but I'm, I, when she turns that head like that, bless God. I want you to know she doesn't think this, but I love to shop. I love to shop. She loves to shop. I love to shop. I just don't love to shop a long time at one time. I, I like to go in and get what I'm going to get and then come on out and relax and, you know, and she wants me to be there to go through and feel of everything. And we look at 300 dresses. And, and let me just tell you something, ladies. If you want to buy dresses, join Brother Aaron's choir. This dude has got it set up where there's a different color. And, and, and my wife said, order this dress for me last week. And I said, babe, you've got a green dress. Well, this is a different green. It's a different green. I mean, you, you, we've got colors for every color. And I'm so thrilled. I'm happy. You know, uh, she likes to shop for the new stuff. I like to shop for the flea markets and the junk. And occasionally, not very often, but she'll go with me. And uh, we'll go into a place, it's usually a mom and pop place, and they'll have something that I really want. I think this, this is good. And there won't be a price tag on it. And I'll say, excuse me, how, how much is this? And you know what they'll say? It's not for sale. Not for sale. Well, what's it doing in this? Anyway, it's not for sale. That usually means it's something that's been handed down. It's something very sentimental. It's something that they do not want to get rid of. It may have been in the family. It may have been valuable. Or, or it, there's just, Listen, there's no reason to talk about it. There's no reason to discuss it. It's not for sale. And when you come to chapter 21 of 1 Kings, you find that Naboth owns a vineyard. And it's adjacent to King Ahab's palace. And there's a big problem with it. Ahab wants that vineyard. But the problem is it's not for sale. It's not for sale. It's not up for discussion. It's not for sale. 
It doesn't matter what Ahab's going to give him. It doesn't matter what he says he's going to pay for it. It's not for sale. There's no price tag on it. It is not for sale. Listen, it is a glorious privilege to be a child of God. And I'm not talking about the family you were born in. I'm glad you're born in a good family. I'm not talking about the church you're in. This is a great church. But I want to tell you, this in 50 cents, a church membership in 50 cents will get you coffee at McDonald's if you're a senior adult. I'm not talking about the church. I'm talking about being blood washed by the Lord Jesus Christ. A lot of folks think I'm looking at a crowd this morning. You're brainwashed. Preachers have brainwashed you. I want to tell you, you're not brainwashed this morning. You're blood washed. When you've been blood washed by the redeeming Lamb of God and you have a Savior in Jesus and you have a Father in God and you've been justified, being sanctified, and one day going to be glorified, bless God, you can be whatever you want to be. It's a glorious thing to be a child of God. Heaven is our home. God is our Father. Jesus is our Savior. The Holy Ghost is our comforter. And the Word of God is our guide. The Bible says in 1 Peter 1, As much as you know you were not redeemed with corruptible things of silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Then 1 Corinthians, Know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not your own. You're bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, and which are God's. Do you realize that inside of you this morning, if you've been saved, it's not some religious ritual. It's not some emotional high. It's not some faithful or some myth. It is the Holy Ghost of God that lives inside of you. And he's the one that seals you, that comforts you, that uh, literally guides you in all directions. When we get saved, we inherit some things that are not for sale. They're not for sale. Cherishable things. Some things that are just simply not for sale. Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. That's not for sale. That's the word of God. The peace of God which passeth all understanding uh, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's not for sale. Whom having not seen you love, in whom though now you see him not yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's not for sale. There are some things in this church that are not for sale. One of them is the preaching of the Word of God. The pulpit is not for sale in this church. I get letters all the time. I get, got texts this morning before I got up to preach. Uh, here's a way, you know, here's what God wants you to do. I want to tell you what God wants you to do. Listen to me out here on live stream. If you're a child of God, God wants you in the house of God on the day of God to worship God. That's what God wants you to do. That's exactly, it's not for sale what comes out of this pulpit. Holiness is not for sale. Purity is not for sale. I'll go a little step further. The definition of marriage is not for sale in this church. We already know what marriage is. I'll go a step further. You're trying to figure out if you are a man or a woman and you can't have sense enough to read your birth certificate. I want to tell you, it's not for sale here. It's an abomination to God. Homosexuality is an abomination to God. 
Raising children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord is not for sale in this place. Godly standards, soul winning. Preachers say this is 2021. There's a new generation. Listen, what we have has been in the family a long time. It's been passed down from generation to generation from generation. It's been proven. It's been tried. It's true. And it's not for sale. Well, you may not feel better, but I feel better. I'll tell you what. (laughs) Let's look into this thing here. Let's look at the condition that was offered here in verses 1 through 11. Now, we don't have time to read all this, but, but you read it when you get home. Ahab coveted what Naboth had. Now, let's put it in perspective. Ahab has the best palace there is. He's got the best house. He's got the best servants. He's got the best horses. He has the best food. He has the best uh, 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 of, of groceries. I mean, you name it. There is nothing that Ahab doesn't have, but he desires one spot of land. Could I tell you this morning, the world is not content in what it has from you. It wants more. I've watched it all my life. You you agree or you not agree? That's all right. We can agree to disagree. I've watched this government we've got, and I love this country, but I've watched our government, I don't care who's in the White House, continually want to go back and take over our children from the time they were born all the way and raise them on up. We've got 125 or so children that we're taking care of here through daycare and day school and through the school itself. There'll come a time when that'll be a premium because daycare will be provided for you free. I want to tell you something right now. Your children ought not to be for sale. You're going to pay a price when you go to a government daycare. I I better hush and go on, okay? Uh, This world wants to have dominion over your home and over your family. Naboth says, I've only got one piece of land. Ahab said, that's the piece I want. Naboth says, it's all I've got. Ahab said, that's all I want. Naboth says, I can't give it up. Naboth, uh, 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 Ahab says, I won't rest until I have it. You see, the world wants to own the one part of you it doesn't already have. I was watching the service last Sunday night after I'd gotten through preaching the revival of last Sunday here and saw all of those kids singing the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. And I thought to myself, God help us. God help us. We know what this world is waiting for right now. This world is waiting for a pastor to stand up here and say, guys, it's not worth the hassle anymore. We, we try to find teachers to teach. We try to find people to work with children. And it costs us a lot of money. And, and this world is waiting for a church. And many of them have said it. It's too costly to have buses. It's too costly to build children's buildings. It's too costly to have staff and all of that. And it's just not worth it anymore. So these parents are, are waiting. The world is waiting for parents to say, let's just compromise and go with the world. 
God help us. Don't sell out. Could I just tell you this morning, we're wasting our time if you're a child of God. Many of us are spending a lot of our time trying to fit into a world that we ain't never going to fit into. Because our citizenship is not here. Our citizenship's in heaven. It's not here. In fact, I would just say almost 95% of the time, I think probably more than that, but 95% of the time that the world says, let's do this, you can count on it being opposite to the Word of God. It's just opposite. Somebody paid a price for us to have what we have today. Somebody's worked their fingers to the bone to even have this church today that started back under a tent over here in downtown in the 50s. There are people who have lost their heads and losing their homes, and even right now today, Christians are giving up their lives. And I want to tell you, the world's not going to be happy till it's got everything you've got. Ahab said, give me. This world, <laughs> bless God, is overrun with gimme, 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 gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme. You realize that every time a beer commercial comes across your television, it's saying, gimme your children. Gimme your young people. More profanity in television, gimme. More filth on the internet, give me. Mom and dad arguing, give me. Divorces coming through, give me. The world's doing all it can to make us give up, and it's saying, give me and give me. And then Ahab has a gall to say, if you don't want what I'm going to pay you, I'll give you something better. That's a lie from the devil. He don't have anything better than Jesus. Ahab said, I got it all, but I want that. And then the condition of what's happening. Good soul, have mercy. Ahab goes home. <laughs> Look at verse 4. This is a real man here. He came into his house heavy, displeased because of the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him. For he said, now, uh, I, I will not give thee the inheritance of my fathers. And he laid him down upon his bed turned away his face, and would eat no bread. Whew. Now that's got to tear a man up where he don't want to eat. I mean, he don't want to eat no bread. He's sulking. He's turned his face around, sulking, acting like a three-year-old child. Can you imagine the leader? I better not say that. Uh, can you imagine the king? Can you imagine Winston Churchill sulking and saying, I don't want to eat? It would never. There's an Englishman right there. Never. I want to tell you, Charles Spurgeon said this. There, there's, there's strength in numbers. Spurgeon said this. He said, you can live fine without him, but you can't die fine without him. I want to tell you, the darkness... This world doesn't just operate on its own. It's got a spiritual power of, 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 of the uh, legions of the air, and the Satan controls those things. And you can live just fine without the church. 
But I'll tell you, the Bible says that he's like a roaring lion. And when that roaring lion knocks on your front door and he's on your porch, you'll thank God for a church that stands on the Word of God. You'll thank God for a church that wants to have a prayer room and wants people to be praying. You'll praise the Lord for those things. Sometimes darkness can get in all around us. I, I, I can't say that either. Let me just say this. There are churches and all that I go to. There are cities that I go to that it's like a heaviness. It's like a darkness. And it's something you can't see it, but you feel it. You know it's there. But I tell you what God showed me in the middle of all of it, that in that darkness, there's a light. You may not can see him. and You may not know he's still working, but he's still working. You may not can feel it, but he's still working. He's still there. Sometimes I want to tell you, I just feel like shouting. And I know, you know, I preached Tuesday night on what's all that shouting about. Uh, I have never preached that sermon here. I'm, a, I'm not going to preach it this morning either. But I want to tell you, you need to learn to shout. You need to learn to shout. Now, you need to practice because just can't everybody shout. And, and you shout a whole lot better by yourself than you do in front of anybody. So when your wife's gone to the grocery store and nobody's at home, just learn to shout a little bit. Woo, glory, like that, you know. I mean, the first time I shouted, you know, you, you got to learn how to shout. I'll tell you, there are times when I'm driving my truck, i got to park the thing and run around it a couple of times because the inside won't hold it. Let me tell you, it's a blessing to be a child of God. Don't give up. Don't sell out because Jesus is still on his throne. He has been. He is. And he always will be. Now look at the cost real quickly of not selling out. i got to move fast. We're used to a happy ending. Our house now, 24 hours a day, plays the Hallmark channels. It's the Christmas shows. And uh, if you've ever watched them, you, it can be turmoil through the whole show. Oh, you, you thought, you idiot, why'd you do that? Why don't you listen? Why don't you... But in the last 2.5 to 3 minutes, they kiss and make up and everybody's happy. Amen? I mean, it's wonderful. We, we like that kind of ending. Everybody's happy. Let me tell you something. When Stephen was killed, it wasn't happy on this side. But it was happy on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes when you sell out, it's going to cost you socially. That's what he said, verse 12. They were in the presence of the people. Naboth is trying to be a man that honored his father, and man, he's supposed to be. Listen, if you're, you're going to not sell out, you're not going to be popular. There are going to be some folks you, you're not going to be popular with. Lonnie and I had a, a good pastor friend that went to be with the Lord and was buried yesterday. I was talking with the pastor last night, and he said, one thing about Brother Goodson, everybody loved Brother Goodson. Everybody loved I said, no, everybody didn't love Brother Goodson. I did some revivals with him. I saw him stand up with a Jezebel down in Trinity, Texas, toe to toe. No, everybody didn't. When you find a preacher that everybody loves, he must not be preaching something. There's too much in this book that everybody don't love. 
I'm telling you, it may cost you socially when you stand up. When you stand up and you tell your kids, everybody else may be going out to the drinking party, but you're not. It's going to cost you. Well, it's going to cost not only socially, it's going to cost spiritually. The Bible says in verse 13, I'm just skimming it here, there came two men. And they said that Naboth blasphemed God. Did Naboth blaspheme God? No. They lied on him. I've had folks in this church that were sold out working for God. They would work their fingers to the bone, and suddenly somebody tell a falsehood on them or a lie on them, and they're ready to quit and go home. Listen, when you quit, you put up an open house sign to the devil that just come on in and take what you want. There's some times, and we may see more of them, I think we will, that the truth is you just need to put on your big boy britches and just stand up and say, look, I ain't selling out. You can lie on me all you want to. I'm not selling out. I'm going to be a good dad. I'm going to be a good pastor. I'm going to be a good husband. Somebody may lie on you. It may cost you. And we're interested in a costless Christianity. We We don't want to pay anything. But I remind you, Jesus paid everything. And then it may cost you politically. He said, not only is he blaspheming God, but he's speaking against the king. Now, that's the government. You're saying, preacher, don't preach on politics. I'm not. I'm just telling you what the Scripture says. He, 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 he says he's against the king. Some of you got your heads buried in the sand, but we've watched for the last 20 years how liberal historians have tried to rewrite the history of the United States of America. Until now, you can't hardly tell it. You get a social studies book or something from one of your kids, And you see how it matched up with what you had when you were in school. You say, well, I know he's a Republican because he's a... No, you don't know I'm a Republican. Because I want to tell you, the Republicans are mad at me too. The Republicans had the House and the Senate and the presidency not long ago. And what did they do with it? I'm telling you, it's not going to be a Democrat or a Republican that saves America. It's going to be the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Nobody else is going to do it. Socially, it may cost you. Spiritually, politically, and then it may cost you physically. I don't, I don't know what, you know, there are people who die uh, for the cause of Christ. I'm looking this, this morning. This world that we live in, not the nuts. Well, they're nuts, but I'm talking about the people on CNN. They're calling you terrorists. You start preaching on the sanctity of marriage, and they'll call you a hate monger and a bigot. I'm telling you, you may die physically. When John the Baptist was about to die, he had a cold water committee come over to him, say, John, you took all these stands, and boy, you made folk mad, and now you're here if you can get your head cut off, and the king's going to have your head, and I, I 
don't want to hurt you women, but it, it was another case of a woman being involved too. Uh, Herod's wife and daughter. And, uh, <clears throat> but anyway, you're fixing to get your head cut off. And here they are over here on the other side of town. They're rejoicing. They're having a hoopla service. Jesus has got people just thronging all around him. And you've, you've, taken, your, you've taken your stands. And now you're here all alone. And there's nobody with you. And old John said, I, would a couple of you boys go over there and ask, is this the Messiah? Or are we supposed to wait for somebody else? And they go over and they ask Jesus. And Jesus said, tell you what you do. You go back and tell John that the blind are seeing, the lame are walking, and the dead are rising. That's all you got to tell him. And I imagine they come back over there and say, say John, whew, man, the Holy Spirit is over in that place. They're having a good time. They're praising the Lord. John, maybe you shouldn't have took all those stands you took. Maybe you ought to eased up a little bit. Maybe you ought to try to work with the ministerial alliance. John said, boys, I think he threw up both hands in the air. <laughs> Woo! Glory. Didn't I tell you, boys, that I must decrease and he must increase? See, it's not about you. It's not about this church. It's not about a preacher. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. When it came time to cost him everything, he was praising the Lord. Now, let me close. I'm through. Got four minutes. There's going to be some consequences of this sold-out world. They set old Naboth up. But in the middle of it, aren't you glad God's always there? He makes a toll-free call to an old prophet named Elijah. He said, Elijah, go down there and confront Ahab. Elijah goes down there and says, Ahab, that place where those dogs lick Naboth's blood going to be licking your blood. Now, here's the deal. Look at me. Look at verse 28, chapter 21. And the word of the Lord came unto Elijah the Tishbite, saying, and, and God speaking to him, Seest now how Ahab humbleth himself before me? Because he humbleth himself before me, I will not bring the evil in his days, but in his son's days will I bring the evil upon the house. Oh, Ahab done repented, and God done stayed the judgment. Wow. My sins, they were many. <laughs> his grace was even more. I, I don't know. Now, he didn't wipe out the judgment. It's going to happen in his son's days. I don't know what's going to happen when I die or when you die, I, I do know this. I, I, I believe I don't want to be like Lot, sell my daughters or grandchildren down the road. I want to be sold out to the Lord. And I do believe that I don't care when you get ready to die, I think you can have all of the best doctors, 
nurses, medicine. They can all surround you. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to die. It's appointed unto man to die once, and then the judgment. You're going to die. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I hope I die. I'd love to die like my good friend over here, Buddy, in Kilgore. Preach on Easter Sunday and go over there and sit down in my chair, have a heart attack, and be dead. That's a pretty good way. I think probably I'm going to be preaching, and I'm just going to die right, drop right here in front of y'all. And a couple of deacons need to drag me on off over there somewhere. And then, Brother Case, you just kick it in on third gear and roll on. Amen? I don't know if my family's going to be with me. I don't know if I'm going to be in a hospital. I, I don't know any of that. I may be by myself. Some of you have lost some of the dearest people to you. And they were laying there by themselves because you couldn't get in. Mm. But let me tell you something. <laughs> if they were a child of the king, they wasn't by themselves. You may think you're by yourself, <laughs> but there's one there that never leaves you nor forsakes you. And he's standing there. Your last breath here is your first breath up there. Amen? Two things. Number one, you ought to be saved this morning. Listen, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is a real thing. And if you've never trusted in Christ as your personal Savior, this is the day. This is the day. The time right now. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how long you've been a member of a church. None of that matters. What matters is, is your name written down in the Lamb's book of life. And that don't count for Baptist or Catholic or Pentecostal or assembly. None of that matters. Brother Herman says these name tags are going to fall off on the way up or burn off on the way down. None of that matters. I'm asking you this morning, if you die right now, you know you're going to be in heaven. That's the number one question. Number two question is this. If you know you're saved, then you need to drive some stakes in the ground and say, what I got is not for sale. I'm not going to sell my salvation. I'm not going to sell my children. I'm not going to sell my wife. I'm not going to sell my job. I'm not going to sell my testimony. I'm not going to sell my service to the Lord. I am not for sale. And I'll tell you, if you do those two things, you'll be ready for Jesus when he comes. We don't know when he's going to come. I believe he's going to be soon. And if some of you are not ready, would you bow your head? Every eye closed, every head bowed. If you just say with me, preacher, nobody's looking. Preacher, I don't know for sure that I'm going to heaven, but I know I don't want to go to hell. Would you just slip up your hand? I don't know for positive that I'm going to heaven. All I'm going to do is pray for you. Nobody's going to come to you. I don't know for positive I'm going to heaven, but I do know I don't want to go to hell, and I just want to pray for you. Would you lift your hand? Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Just lift it till I see it. 
Thank you. Now, if you'd say to me, Brother Charles, man, I've compromised and I've sold out some stuff that I need to go back and take from the devil what he's taken from me. You've spoken to my heart, and I want you to pray for me. Would you just slip up your hand? Nobody looking. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're coming. Ask you, Lord, to have your way in the lives that are in this building. God, there are some in this building. They need to be saved. Lord, after you come, it won't make any difference what I've said. If you call them home through death, it won't make any difference what was been said here today. What will make the difference is what they do and how they respond. I pray you will save them before it's too late. And for others that have raised their hand and said, Lord, I, I want to be sold out. I don't want to, there's nothing I want to sell as far as my spiritual life. I want to be totally committed to Jesus. Completely. Lord, have your way. In Jesus' name. Would you stand with me? Brother Aaron leads us. You come.